Merry Christmas and welcome to a very special edition of The Briefing. I'm Tyler Brulé, broadcasting from Monocle's headquarters here in Zurich. Coming up, our designated Christmas correspondent, Petri Burstoff, will be telling us about Lapland's special role during the holiday season. Also ahead, Monocle 24's international team will be giving us a flavour of what Christmas looks like in their home nations. Ultimately, the result often means that by the time early evening rolls around, you are physically exhausted, which means a, a few quiet Christmas beers and you're, you're away with the fairies. Where could that be coming from? We'll also get the thoughts of our very own Father Christmas, Robert Bound, and the journalist and broadcaster, Juliet Lindley, who's with me here in Zurich. And then Monocle 24's Fernando Augusto Pacheco will be playing us his favourite Yuletide hits. What can we be looking for this year, Faye? Hello, Tyler. Feliz Natal. Today we'll give you a taster of some of the best Christmas songs. And of course, I'll include a Monocle classic Christmas tune. Very much looking forward to that. I wonder what that could be. All that right here on The Briefing with me, Tyler Brulé. And welcome to a very festive edition of The Briefing. We're going to begin by introducing today's panellists. Our Robert Bound and the broadcaster and journalist Juliet Lindley, who of course is with me in Zurich. Rob is uh, over in London. Juliet, uh, just across the table, will be heading up to Finland in a little while as well. But we'll start, uh, should we start with close to home? Juliet, good afternoon. Buonasera and buon Natale, right? How do you buon say that in Latin, though? In Latin. Well, do you listen. Google it quickly. Though. Yeah, you must know, but I thought this was sort of you know, part of your beat when you were, of course, looking after the Vatican as a special correspondent. Were you a special correspondent? Very special. So special that my memory fails me on the Latin elements of my job. But okay, yeah. so just tell me, you know, you've, you've obviously rushed into the studio here, uh, Inzer. What is, what is happening uh, in, in the Linley Vinci household right now? Oh, the cat has been putting up the baubles all over the house and taking them down at the same time, playing football with them. And no, yes, the the, the turkey is in the oven and um, we've got a great cranberry sauce bubbling on the on the stove. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a very Christmassy feeling at home. I was happy to get out and rush to the studio for you. Thank you very much for that. Rob Bound uh, in, in London. <laughs> same sort of same sort of vibe either happening at I mean it's great that you're in Midori House or or, or what's happening on the the, the bound uh, on the bound stovetop. On the bound stovetop, we're um, we're having a bit of a Moroccan Christmas this year. So we've got a I've got a, a lamb tagine, got some uh, prunes bubbling away in there. Um, it smells very sweet, um, but that might just be uh, the cinnamon that someone's uh, someone's dipped in my uh, my Negroni, Tyler. It's a Christmas Negroni. I understand. Um, producer Reese James is going to be bringing in a, a tray of um, clinking uh, clinking drinks, uh, so you might have some icy sound effects hopefully later on. What a wonderful time of the year! It's lovely to be on the program. Thank you for it, having me. Well, not at all. I'm hoping that uh, our, our Desiree Bandley, who's here in Zurich with us, is also going to be coming in with a tray of drinks as well. Don't, Juliet, the big drinker that you are, of course. Or maybe you want a Christmas matcha. It's green at least. No, a rum punch for Christmas. You want a rum punch? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Daisy, you too. <laughs> Rob, do you want to choose an accent as well? Juliet, she's going to do the whole, the, the rest of the program in, in a Trinidad. We call it a Trinidadian accent. I like a, a, T, a TNT accent. <laughs> I'm going to kind of steer clear, but we'll see what happens after the cocktails, after a Rob Roy or two. Maybe, okay, it'll, well, maybe it'll turn Scottish here around the roaring hearth of uh, Studio One at Midori House, Tyler. Very good, Bobby. We're also uh, going to get the very latest from the home of Father Christmas right now, Monocle's designated Christmas correspondent. It's quite a big gig. Petri Burstoff joins us on the line from the Finnish capital, Helsinki. Uh, you've been up in, in Lapland for the last few weeks on special assignment. Tell us a little bit about it, Petri. 
Yes, hi, good evening, hyvää joulua from uh, rather crisp Helsinki. It's minus three here and it was even colder when I was in when I was in Lapland. Of course, the home of the Father Christmas, as you very correctly pointed out, Tyler, uh, not Santa Claus, Indiana, but uh, the Finnish uh, Lapland. So yes, I was there on assignment, a um, couple of gigs actually, so we did a story on the uh, Ivalo airport, one of the northernmost airports in, in Lapland and sort of their snow how of how they managed to keep the airport up and up and running. You know, I think they've been they've done 10 years without any redirected or cancelled flights. So that was one of the stories. Then I went even further north to uh, close to the Norwegian border. So this ta- small town of um, Inari, where uh, we did a feature on the Sami language news service uh, that the Finnish public broadcaster YLE runs there. And I have to say, during that reporting trip, uh, I saw quite a few reindeer and had to stop the car more than more than once. Uh, so, you know, I think Santa's getting getting ready with his reindeer. I, I don't know if you were able to, to chat to Santa when you were up there. Of course, Santa was in London, uh, as you know. He was at uh, our, our Christmas market, uh, as he's there every year. But I was a little bit too busy, of course, uh, taking money for the kids who want to um, sit beside Santa or even if they they pay more to sit on Santa's lap. But uh, tell me, uh, did you notice um, when you were in Finland's high north, uh, was there any sort of concern on the part of of Santa? uh, Because obviously, Santa is very much a political tool. I mean, he's it's part of you would say sort of part of Finland's sort of soft power arsenal. Uh, and, and we know he's very highly regarded. So does he have any sort of concerns about uh, Finland joining NATO? Is he happy about that? I don't know if you spent any time discussing that with him. Um, sadly, not this time, because yes, as you say, he was in London, but I've, I've been to his home in uh, Rovaniemi quite a few times, sat on his lap, as you do, you know, when you go visit Santa, you sit on his lap, but that was, I think, two or three years ago. So I didn't see him now, but I would have to guess that Santa's very happy about Finland uh, joining NATO because you know Santa's original homeland home hometown in Finland is uh, this place called Korvatunturi very close to the Russian border so close actually that uh, tourists are not allowed to to go there so that's why he built sort of a second home in 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 Rovaniemi which is on the arctic circle so you know this added security that NATO membership will uh, supposedly give Finland I, I think it will make Santa very happy and who knows maybe we might even be able to visit his real home in the Korvatunturi yeah, well, this would be good. But also tell me, when you were up north, did you did you notice, uh, of course, uh, yeah, I would say heightened uh, Finnish military uh, ac- activity because uh, it, it's, it is interesting. We know that obviously NATO forces, now Finland is not officially a part of NATO yet, uh, but it, they're on the ascent, it seems. Uh, do, and, and of course, you've been also reporting on, of course, the fence that is, uh, or the fence that's going to be reinforced uh, along the Russian border. Um, and I, I, I would gather that was obviously sort of very much, uh, you know, probably top of Santa's, you know, wish list, probably from the Finnish defense forces that, that he can, of course, supply enough barbed wire. It definitely was, and I think he got his uh, his wishes to come come true. Um, so I, you know, we have seen an increased military presence. We've seen, you know, the U.S. Navy, the British Navy, um, exercising, uh, having military exercises, but they've been mostly focused on sort of the southern part of Finland. So I didn't see, it, I didn't experience that in 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 sort of the high north. I do know that um, you know, crossing the border then to Norway and Sweden in in the high north of uh, Sweden and Norway, you know, they've been recently there there have been cases of uh, spying um they've even arrested and sent home some some russian spies um so you know there is heightened security definitely but in terms of the military presence in the finnish high north no i i didn't see that it's more focused in the south 
Uh, and just uh, before we uh, before we go, uh, tell us a little bit about sort of you know, key traditions. This is it's the twenty third uh, of of December. Uh, of course, the twenty fourth is is the the big night. It's the big moment. But if you can sort of peer out from your studio window uh, there, what's what's the street scene like in Helsinki? Yeah, so the street scene looks really nice. Uh, you know, Stockman, the uh, the big department store, has uh, put out their Christmas lights. There is a Christmas market in the Senate Square, um, you know, um, right next to the sort of Helsinki Cathedral, the city's landmark. Just lots of lights and, and of course, lots of snow. Um, Finnish Christmas traditions, uh, we gather around... Uh, you know, it's all about food. Um, so, you know, uh, we eat together with the family on the 24th. And, and you know, um, unlike most countries, so we actually celebrate Christmas on the 24th, so on Christmas Eve. And that's where, that's when we, uh, Santa visits, of course, he's a busy man. He visits every Finnish uh, home and, and, and brings with him presents. And we dance with him and sing with him and might even have a Negroni or two with him. Sounds very, very lovely. Akitos uh, to uh, Petri. Petri Burstoff, that's our correspondent uh, up in Helsinki. Now here's our contributing editor, Andrew Muller, in London with the day's other festive stories. Thank you very much, Tyler. Police all over the world are responding to several billion reports of almost identical break-ins. The miscreant has gained entry to homes via the roof and chimney, although unusually in such instances has been leaving more items than he has removed. Police are looking for a white man of surprisingly advanced age for this sort of caper, with a long beard and dressed in red. He is characterised as jovial and gregarious. Zoologists are bewildered by a freakish deformity observed in a young reindeer. The Arctic ruminants are generally known to have black noses. The nose of this recently arrived mutant is a sort of scarlety crimson. Boffins are at a loss to explain what could have caused this anomaly. One theory is that it is an evolutionary trait which may better enable vision in dark and inclement conditions. Paranormal investigators are attending a local home after reports of a haunting. Area businessman Ebenezer Scrooge claims to have been visited in the night by three ghosts, who he describes as kind of whiny and sanctimonious. Details beyond that are unclear, as when Mr Scrooge was offered further assistance, he replied, what's it going to cost me? Charges are believed pending following the arrest of a local cobbler accused of employing child labour. The shoemaker in question attracted the attention of authorities when his business became suddenly profitable after years of appearing to be on the verge of bankruptcy. Officials who visited the premises discovered that the surge in productivity was due to the efforts of a pair of indentured workers, notably short in stature. The suspect's claims that they are elves is being regarded with with some scepticism. Those are the day's very serious news headlines. Tyler, back to you in Zurich. Andrew Muller, thanks very much to you and uh, wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Uh, Juliet Lindley is here, as we mentioned at the top of the programme, former gig as a Vatican correspondent. Set the scene for us, 23rd as well. What, what would be happening if we sort of ventured uh, across the border from Rome uh, into the Holy See? What, what would be going on right now? 
That's first of all. I'd like to start by saying Felicem Natalem Christi. I did my homework. That's how you say it in Latin. Now it's a very busy season. I have to say the Pope is so busy. And actually, officially, the Christmas season at the Vatican lasts from December eighth all the way through to January the sixth. December eighth is Immaculate Conception. January the sixth is the Epiphany, when the three kings come along bearing their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But actually, uh, it started way earlier. It started on December the third already. 20 days ago, and it was showtime in St. Peter's Square. The Vatican's picturesque nativity scene, known as the Presepe in Italian, and its soaring 30-meter Christmas tree were unveiled. And the annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony took place. Many televisions carrying it live around the world. And it's always a sight to behold. I just have to ask, so, are there special stripes for the Swiss Guard? Do they do they, yeah, they do, don't do, change do their their pantaloons change? Do they go sort of red, white and green? Tricolore, maybe? Chet, and they put mistletoe in their helmets. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. It's all happening. So the unveiling of the tree in the Presepe kick off the holiday season, of if course, you will. Yes. The world's smallest country. Then on December 8th, the Immaculate Conception, the Pope leaves the Vatican. He crosses the border, as you said. He goes all the way to the Spanish steps. And there in Piazza di Spagna, there is a statue of the Madonna. And he pays homage to the Madonna. And that's when the Vatican City gets into top gear. And, and does he normally that sort of, uh, does he do a walk around as well at this? He, a, a very small walk around. He does indeed. And he, he lays, I think, a wreath or something at the foot of, a, of this monument. And then that's when it becomes a nonstop 21 day long merry-go-round of festivities at the Vatican with Christmas markets, Christmas carols and, of course, masses. Right. Now, tell me, in, in your time that you spent there, and, of course, uh, you've, you've had sort of a long, yeah, of course, a long relationship with Rome and, and, and the Vatican. Uh, is, is it a different type of, of tourist, would you say, that is there sort of deeply holy, or is it more holy on the side? They still want to do the Christmas markets. They want to buy a lot of nice things and probably a lot of, of tat as well. There's a lot of tat going on. No, I think you'll have a bit of both. And you know, the Vatican is so close to the area of Rome called Prati, which is one of the most bustling, busy shopping streets in the city. So imagine at Christmas time how busy that is. But no, it's 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 very special time, I must say, Tyler, you know, and um, everyone gets into this festive mood. And of course, the highlight, let's say, is, is just around the corner and it's the Midnight Mass. And it's the Midnight Mass that takes takes place inside St. Peter's Basilica. And it actually doesn't take place at midnight. I know, don't smile. I know, but the Pope is rather elderly. He has just turned 85. And it actually... So it's a, pre, it's a pre-record. No, no, no. But it takes place at 9.30. Yeah, right. 9.30. And you know, there's a lot of um, organ music and singing. And, you know, the Pope being 85, funny, because uh, he's actually not that fit. People often ask me about him. He has problems walking. Speaking of fit, but, I do want to bring our Rob Bound in in a moment. No, but, but finish wait, your but, point. Finish but, your point. Um, maybe is Rob Bound not fit? No, because this is what the Pope I said, is speaking doing. of... He's brought, the Pope has brought in the head physician of Atletico um, Madrid. So the um, the head of the soccer team from Madrid, he's called Jose Maria Villayon, and he is going to be in charge of sorting out the Pope's dodgy knee so that we won't be seeing him so much in a wheelchair as we have. Do you think he could help me? I've got a pulled months. hamstring. Do you think he could help me? I'll put in a good word for you. Please do. Robert, Rob, have you spent any time in in Rome um, during the holidays? Oh, I haven't, but it sounds absolutely idyllic, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, we're we're great. sort of uh, we're at ground zero for it all. Sorry, I was, if I sound a little bit out of breath, I was just doing some crunches there. <laughs> 
these walnuts aren't going to shuck themselves. Um, it, so- it sounds magical. And thanks to uh, th- thanks for finding out the Latin now. I was not yeah. going to be able to get to the end of the program. It was really, it was, it yeah. was you scratched the itch. Thank you for that. Thanks for that. Um, it now- sounds sounds magical, doesn't it? Base, it? base camp for all things Christmas. It does. And speaking of base camp for all things Christmas related, most of the monocle holiday, I mean, team, of course, they probably return home for the holidays. Rob, I'm glad you're keeping the red light on, the on-air sign uh, for us uh, back in London. Thank you for that. Uh, but what, of course, will our team be getting up to? We asked a few of them to pop into the studio before they jumped on trains, planes, automobiles, and everything else, uh, and went away for the break. Hi, I'm Carlotta Robello, one of the senior producers and presenters here at Monocle 24. Originally from Portugal, it means that Christmas is a bit different for me. I'm from Madeira Island, which is quite sunny even in winter. We're talking here about 22 degrees. So it's quite tricky to celebrate all things winter related to Christmas. Decorations still have snow and all of that, but we go to the beach uh, instead. And in terms of traditions with my family, uh, Christmas Eve is the big night for us, the 24th in the evening, we all gather around, usually at my grandmother's house, and the meal on the table is grilled octopus. That's how we do it in the island. And then Santa magically appears for my younger cousins at midnight. The highlight of Christmas outside of my family is Boxing Day. We celebrate in my island what we call Tropical Christmas, and this involves, imagine a Brazilian-themed night out, but in Christmas time and it's very fun and it's a chance for me to see so many of my university friends and friends from back home uh, as it's the only time that we're all back together so I'm really looking forward to celebrating this year with a bit of sunshine and of course grilled octopus Hello, I am Markus Hippi Monaco's Finnish staff member. I try to spend every Christmas in Finland in the countryside in my hometown of Siilinjärvi. Of course, one of the reasons for that is that my family lives there, but also that for me, I really want to have a lot of snow and cold weather to enjoy a proper Christmas. So in Siilinjärvi, what we do often right before Christmas is to go to our own forest and find a Christmas tree from there. Finland also belongs to that group of countries Santa Claus visits already on Christmas Eve. So on the 24th, in the evening, we're already opening our Christmas presents. Food is important, of course, for... For Christmas dinner, we have ham, different casseroles, some salmon, rye bread and porridge, at least. And what I find interesting about the Finnish Christmas is that it doesn't seem to be quite as alcoholic as in many other countries. Instead, we tend to wait until the evening of the Boxing Day, and that's when we go out and bars across the country get full. I'm Nick Manese, Monocle's design editor and the host of Monocle on Design on Monocle 24. Uh, Christmas in Perth, Western Australia is bloody hot. We're talking a 40-degree day uh, in Celsius, not Fahrenheit, to be clear. 40-degree day, which means you're trying to spend as much time as possible either in the ocean or in the pool uh, to really keep that temperature down. 
In contrast to this, we do tend to eat quite traditional, you know, Northern Hemisphere Christmas food. So you're talking, you know, mashed potatoes, uh, steaming hot beans coming out of the oven. And it's it sort of weird contrast between <laughs> boiling hot boiling hot weather, uh, trying to keep your body temperature down, but then also eating really, really hot food. Uh, ultimately, the result often means that by the time uh, early evening rolls around, you are physically exhausted, which means uh, a few quiet Christmas beers and you're, you're away uh, with the fairies. Hello, my name is Chiara Rimella and I'm the Italian executive editor here at Monocle. Usually I would be spending my Christmas at home in Italy with my parents in Turin where we would eat ravioli and wonderful bountiful meats. But this is actually going to be my first ever Christmas outside of Italy because I am going to be in New Zealand for my first ever warm weather Christmas. I'm quite excited, a bit hesitant, a bit scared a little bit. I don't know what to wear. I'm going to be supposed to be wearing jandals, I guess, as opposed to my usual kind of uh, cosy jumpers and red dresses. Uh, I'll I'll embrace it. Uh, I don't know what we'll have for Christmas lunch. Probably some cold chicken salad and some other kiwi specialty. Um, So I will be missing my dad's ravioli, but the excitement of going to the beach after Christmas lunch is hard to beat. Chiara Rimella there. Uh, Juliet, uh, Rob, of course, we have to bring you in on, on this. Juliet, I'll start oh, with you. Member in. I can't believe you described himself as staff member. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't overdo it, Marcus. Yeah, he's not, not at all. I love him. Um, Juliet, let's, uh, let's maybe sort of start with, with traditions, uh, maybe from Trinidad. Uh, we could, we, is it a, what would it, what would be in the oven? Or, 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 or on, or on on the grill. So or, glad you asked yeah, tell me. that question. So baked ham would be a traditional Trini Christmas meal and you would glaze it with honey and keep it cooking for hours. That's what my granny used to make. And then pigeon peas and rice. That's another classic. Not my favorite, but it's a bit dry. But anyway, then of course for dessert, what would you have? Black cake. Now, it's actually a Christmas cake. I don't know if you're politically correct to call it a black cake. No, I'm kidding. It's made from a lot of fruit that's been soaked in rum for weeks. My grandmother okay. used to soak it for weeks and weeks. And then, of course, you're going to drink some rum too. But then we also like drinking our little ginger beer and sorrel. Sorrel is made from these beautiful uh, red flowers that you dry and then you mix them with a lot of sugar. And it's just like really delicious. And this wow. is a big gathering. Massive gathering. And then, of course, lots of soca music. And you get also a little bit of Chinese influence in food as well in some tables. Not it's not sort of is it part of the core it TNT be your store? Core TNT meal, but of course because my side of the family are Chinese, and of course we would also go for dim sum and we'd go and visit an auntie, and she would be making bao and those kind of delicious things as well. Miss them so much. Going to be in Switzerland this Christmas, sadly. Yeah, sadly, Rob Rob, Rob Bound. Can you compete with um, Dim Sum and Rob Bell? Absolutely. (laughs) I am ravenous. It sounds absolutely amazing. We're pretty trad down in Sussex, where I'm from, my my folks are from. So someone someone at some point a couple of months ago will have shot the pheasants. I bet your parents like a rum-soaked cake. Oh, they do. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) 
Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a sliding scale. It, it depends what time, you, what time you start. Obviously, you start in the morning with the champagne and the blinnies. Um, lunch tries to tries to be approximately at lunchtime, so you can sort of walk it off in the gloaming, in the kind of in the sort of damp dusk. Is kind of how it works. But as you say, you kind of um, you know the, the, the half a bottle of brandy to light the Christmas pudding. Mm. Um, I don't know where the other half of it goes, Ty. But sometimes I mean, you yeah. just wake up and it's all a blur. <laughs> And, you're, and the ceiling's a little bit scorched uh, yeah. as, as well. Scorched ceiling policy, always. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Listen, finally, on today's program, our Fernando Augusto Pacheco, he is in studio. Uh, he did a little uh, little bit of a, a twirl of discs uh, in our current uh, December-January issue with a couple of recommendations for the holidays. Uh, but, Fernando, uh, I, you've got sort of space for, for three songs are we going to Brazil? Are we stopping in Portugal? Might we end up in Tokyo? Well, um, tell me. We are going everywhere, Tyler. Of course, we're heading to Brazil. Very I, I, yes, very good guesses. <laughs> but I, I thought we're going to start with something that is quite, it's a classic Christmas album, in fact, a Charlie Brown Christmas. And you know what? I think I'm in need of very chic Christmas tracks because I have nothing against Mariah Carey or Wen, but I've been listening to them quite a lot. Mm. Uh, I think it's nice to return to something a little little bit more traditional uh, and I think uh, this song by Vince Garaldi trio uh, it's called Christmas time is here it's beautiful there's even a choir in there shall we have a listen Tyler let's have a little listen Listen, it's quite a mood, right? I mean, it's not the yeah, most... Juliet fell asleep. Yes. She's, she's curled no, up under it, the table. Yeah, it's kind of... It's sort of... Rob, are you, are you still with us, Rob? Some old butch members of staff there on, on the, in the choir. It's I think not, we need the, the mono, the, I think we need a monocle house choir. To, it's, to do it's, this it's, it's not festive, but I think it's, it's, it's good. I think there's, there's a moment for a song like this. But don't worry. The second option, I'll bring a little bit of samba for you. Uh, you know, because, you know, Brazil, I mean, we celebrate Christmas so well, I think. Even though, yes, we... I mean, we still have Santa Claus and st- he's still wearing so many clothes, even though it's super hot, actually, in Brazil. Uh, and for us, I have to add as well, talking about traditions, we celebrate the 24th and we're only allowed to eat, at least in my family, after midnight, which is perfect for me because I am a night owl. Uh, you can drink before, so that's fine. You can have a glass of champagne or your Ram ice cold beer. I like it. Absolutely. So this is a beautiful track, actually, from Brazil. It's by a Brazilian actress. Uh, she's 78 years old now, but I think this, uh, this version was recorded when she was a bit younger. Uh, Zezé Mota with Feliz Natal, Papai Noel Merry Christmas, Santa Let's have a listen Leves odores Feliz Natal, Papai Noel Desce ao Léo com seu trenó Com seu trenó Trazendo um saco de emoções Feliz Natal, Papai Noel Desce ao Léo com seu trenó Com seu trenó Trazendo um saco de emoções Muito tato pra lidar com os amores Apurado paladar para os que 
can dance to that a little bit, a slow dance, no? We're, we're dancing on the platform here. That's in, so uh, good. What's going on here? Rob, this is, that, that is a Christmas party I want to go to. Oh, I'm, so I, nice. I'm, I'm sort of feeling that there's, there's terrazzo floors. It's a beautiful hotel uh, somewhere along Copacabana Beach, oh. maybe. I mean, we could be at the Copacabana Palace, maybe. Oh, yeah. No, that's that would exactly be exactly where we want to be. That is. It's right. a, it's a, it's a, and then it's a, back to someone's suite for a, for a little uh, a nightcap. I think it's all A uh, nightcap, Tyler. that's what you call it, Rob. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I'm wearing it. Yeah. Uh, we're spinning our drinks here as we sway along to that, by the way. No, no, so really uh, nice. Judith, uh, by the way, we're... We're, we're, you, we're swirling you, our drinks. Yeah, yep. Negronis, yeah. And uh, cheers. Ching, ching, Rob. <laughs> Juliet also hitting the, the, the mic stand as well uh, as we do this. Um, Fernando, what else, uh, what else do you have to, uh, for us before we, before we go? Well, Tyler, this one is dedicated to you, actually, and, and, and the Monaco team, because it, it's a song that we sing along every single Christmas party. It's by Tatsuru Yamashita with, I think I can say that, the all-time classic Christmas Eve. Uh, it's such a wonderful track. Let's have a listen, and then, Tyler, I want to hear your opinion. All alone I watch the quiet rain Wonder if it's gonna snow again Silent Even what it used to be I mean, you can't go wrong with that, you right, Tyler? Right. I mean, and hard to beat. At least you can find the song outside of Japan. Because I remember when we first discovered it, I was bringing back so many CDs. Because even though it was available on iTunes, it was only iTunes Japan. It wasn't. I don't even know if it's on Spotify. I, Mr. Yamashita is not so big. He's done so well out of his japan rail deal for that song that he does he's not really interested in royalties elsewhere and that's my tip for 2023 maybe a new year's resolution for many of our listeners you know buy a cd player i think it's it's beautiful still to buy cds because spotify can't provide everything for you no absolutely i think that is very true and also i think cds they work very well in a stocking don't they rob no oh, they certainly do um it's one of those uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't make me go there. Don't make no, me the, the the man that comes once a year, but at least he always fills your stockings joke. Don't do that joke. Don't do but that anyway, joke. it's a family Ju- show. Ju- 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 Juliet <laughs> is like mortified. She's she's left the Negroni. She's going back Sorry, for mat- mat- matcha latte. Uh, Bobby, uh, midday, London, a little bit of shopping now. Uh, where, where does the day take you? Yeah, some la- a last minute dash down, probably Chilton Street, actually. Always some fine uh, some fine retail opportunities down there. Um, uh, and then drop in on the Monocle Cafe for a, for a decent Negroni. They make, you have, you have, um, you've uh, taught them well, Tyler. They make a very good Negroni in the Monocle Cafe. Finish off some last minute bits dash home to wrap it all up and then get in the car very that's, good uh, Fernando are you staying Is where, where, where are you for these holidays well ticket to Sao Paulo straight after the show Tyler <laughs> wonderful <laughs> Juliet <laughs> you're jumping in uh, yeah, I'm just going to pop to trunk and four, I'm going to grab a few sweaters and then and then four and wheels then. Cortina this year well, the turkey in the oven I, I know but I'm saying after yes, that yes yes we'll head to the Dolomites yeah better food cheaper uh, ski passes Okay, well, listen, everybody. Uh, Fernando Feliz Natal. 
Feliz Natal, Natal. Tyler. Bon an, Natal. Bon ano, everyone. Bon yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry Rob, Christmas. and to all of our listeners. Fernando Gusto Pacheco, thanks very much uh, for that. Also, huge thanks to Juliet Lindley here in Zero, Robert Bound in London, Andrew Muller with the news, Petri Burstoff up in Lapland via Helsinki, and a whole host of Monocle 24 voices. That's it uh, for this edition of today's program. Our show was produced by Reese James and Desiree Banley, and our studio manager was Callum McLean back in London. I'm Tyler Rulay from all of us here. Have a super Christmas. Goodbye.